Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am in the middle of planning my very own unconventional surprise budget micro wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you called your grandma before posting your ring selfie on social media, then you are in the right place. So on today's episode, we are talking all things rings, engagement rings, wedding rings or wedding bands, men's and women's, but mostly women's uh, because I'm a woman. So I'm going to be talking mostly from my own experience. We'll be talking about traditional rings, non-traditional rings, whether or not you even need rings, how to choose one and uh, all of that. So let's dive right in. So the first thing I really want to say is when it comes to engagement rings, it does not have to be a diamond. I know we've been told and in every movie and TV show and Instagram post, you see diamonds and people are told, you know, diamonds are a girl's best friend. Diamonds are forever. Of course, you can't get engaged without a diamond ring. Um, but that's all kind of BS. You totally don't need that. Um, I think by now we all know the whole idea of giving a diamond as an engagement ring was actually started by a diamond company. It was like a marketing ploy. So there's not some like deep romantic, um, you know, tradition behind this. It was literally some guy at the head office of De Beers saying like, we need to sell more diamonds. How do we con people into thinking these are mandatory? And a lot of the reason why diamonds are so expensive is just really inflated. Um, you know, like they, they will stop mining to just increase the demand on a really small supply. So it's, um, it's a bit of BS. You don't need to buy into it and you don't need to have a diamond. Of course, if you are getting um, a diamond, there are also alternatives. If you don't want to mine a diamond because there can be conflict issues. Um, if you've seen the movie Blood Diamond, you know what I'm talking about. If you just don't want to be involved in any of that, there are diamond alternatives. There are lab-grown diamonds that you can get. So the exact same um, chemical and physical makeup of a diamond, but instead of being mined from the ground, they're actually created in a lab, which is super cool. And they're definitely cheaper than mined diamonds. Um, however, they do still have a pretty hefty price tag on them. There's also uh, a gem called Moissanite, which looks a lot like a diamond, and it's also got a pretty good hardness. But because it's not a diamond, it's a fraction of the cost of actual diamonds. 
Um, and then, of course, I think we've all heard of cubic zirconia, which is another sort of diamond lookalike, which, again, fraction of the cost, not quite as strong and durable as moissanite. But if, if you want that diamond look without the diamond price tag, those are some options to go lab created, to go for moissanite or to go for cubic zirconia. For me, I did not want a diamond. And I told my partner this, um, you know, years ago when we first started talking about marriage and proposals and weddings, I said, please don't get me a diamond. Um, they mean nothing to me. I really never had my heart set on a diamond. Uh, they're not very meaningful to me. And I did not want us to put money into that, even if we took the time to save up for it. Um, it just wasn't something that I wanted. I did not want him to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a diamond because I didn't care. I would much rather put that money towards a big trip or house payment or even eating takeout for months and months. That's way more important to me than having a diamond on my finger. Um, I also didn't really want a diamond lookalike or a diamond knockoff and, and nothing against them. I think if you if you love that and you love that look, that's awesome. But I was looking for something a little bit more original and maybe a little bit more my style. So I actually wanted a gemstone ring. So gemstone is basically just any other stone that's not a diamond. Um, they're usually colored stones, which was important to me. I thought it'd be really cool to have a colorful stone. And I would always tell my partner, I don't want one that looks like it came out of a candy machine, like one of those machines where you put in a quarter and you spin it and you get like a little um, you know, fake piece of jewelry or whatever. And he was always like, what do you mean by that? Um, and basically what I meant is I didn't want ones that was um, like, you know, super, super bright and neon and like bright, bright blue or bright, bright purple. And the funny thing is when you go and see actual, you know, like rubies and, and diamonds and sapphires in, you know, the Queen's Vault, if you go to London and you get to go see the um, royal family's jewels at the Tower of London, you'll see that they actually look fake. Like they're so bright and they're so colorful that they look fake. Um, but that's not what I wanted. I definitely wanted something a little bit more subtle. So the ring that we ended up going with, it's a pink sapphire. So it's a really, really pale pink um, and it's on a rose gold band. So the whole thing has kind of got that nice millennial pink hue to it, which I'm sure in 20 years I'll be embarrassed by. Um, and it's three stones. There's a rectangular stone in the middle and two little triangular stones flanking it on either side. And I love it so much. <laughs> um, I'm staring at it right now. I think it's absolutely beautiful. It's, you know, kind of dainty and cute being the light pink with the little stones on the side, but it's still, you know, got quite a bit of presence and I have quite um, round fingers, quite sausage-like, so I know I needed at least one big gemstone, if not a couple, to to cover up some of my some of my excess finger that would be uh would be here. And when I talked to my partner about a budget, I told him I'll speak in US dollars here just to, you know, save conversions, but I told him that I didn't want him to spend more than, you know, four or five hundred dollars on the ring, which to some people that's a ton of money, and to other people that is so little. I know you can get diamond engagement rings for thousands, tens of thousands, I'm sure hundreds of thousands of dollars if you really want to. Um, but for me, I really wanted it to be a more budget option. Um, I wanted it to be a situation where if I accidentally lost it or, you know, if I just stopped wearing it, it wasn't going to be this thing of like, oh, why do we spend $5,000 on that ring you never wear? Or, oh, now we have to, you know, remortgage our house to buy you a new one. I definitely never wanted to be in any of those situations. And even at, you know, $400, he kind of went closer to 600 by the time, you know, taxes and all that were added. Um, even that price point is huge. I don't own any jewelry even close to that price point. I think all my other jewelry was probably bought for like $20 at H&M. So um, that was, you know, a huge investment. And it's the most expensive piece of jewelry I own. And I really, really love it. It's beautiful. Um, 
very unique ring, definitely non-traditional. And when we sort of announced our engagement on social media, I got a ton of comments of people saying how much they love the ring and they think it's beautiful. They've never seen anything like it. And that was really, I mean, not that we got engaged for social media comments, of course, but that was really the reaction I wanted for my ring. I didn't want to have that you know, regular diamond ring that everyone's seen before. And like, okay, what can you say about a square diamond or a circular diamond on a silver ring? We've all seen that. I wanted something a little bit more special, a little bit more unique and definitely non-traditional because that's me. And that is definitely the kind of ring I want. So if that's you and you're on a budget, that is totally, totally fine. I think it's um, maybe better because that means you can put that money towards something more important to you, whether for your wedding or just for your life together, right? Like what, what could you do with that $5,000 if you weren't spending it on a diamond ring? And then you can really look for a ring that speaks to you, that suits your style and your personality, the color that you want, the cut that you want, the style, the format. I don't know enough about rings to dive deep into any of that, but I think it really opens up a lot of doors as soon as you say, hey, I don't need to have a diamond. Like the diamond, industry is kind of BS. It's super expensive. I don't need to buy into it. And then all of a sudden the whole jewelry store opens up to you. And that's really cool. You have a chance to kind of design your own engagement ring and the look that you want for it. All right. So before I get into actually choosing the ring, I just want to say, and I'll reiterate this because this is something I touch on a lot in episode 14, how to talk to your partner about proposing. If you have thoughts about proposing or you're wondering when your partner is finally going to do it or when you're finally going to do it, definitely head back and listen to that episode. It's a good one. But let me just say again, I think the proposal can be a surprise. I think that's so sweet. So awesome. You want to catch your partner off guard, give them a big surprise moment. Amazing. But the idea of marriage and engagement should not be a surprise. That should definitely be something you've talked about before. The first time you say the word marry or marriage should not be when you're down on one knee asking the person to marry you. You guys should definitely have, sorry, not you guys, you too should definitely have had that conversation. And, you know, many times it should be something you talk about often. You should be on the same page, both, you know, wanting to get married, similar timeline and what that means to you. Maybe it means you're going to move in together. You're going to start a family. You're going to buy a house or maybe just, you know, things will be status quo, but you'll have a cool piece of paper to show off your love, whatever it is. Definitely conversations you should have ahead of time and not uh, the moment when one of you is down on one knee. So let's get that over and done with. Now, getting back to actually choosing the rings, choosing the engagement ring. So if you are expecting your fiancé or your fiancé-to-be to to propose, remember that they can't read your mind. Um, Your fiancé has no way of knowing exactly what ring you want. And I know in the movies and in fairy tales, the, um, the boyfriend or whoever will get down on one knee, open the box, and it just so happens to be that perfect ring that you've always dreamed of. And, oh, that's so amazing. But in real life, that doesn't always happen. There are so many different styles. Even if you do decide to go with that traditional diamond, there are so many different styles and cuts and colors and clarities and all the other C's. And, you know, there's just a lot of options. And if you have something specific in mind, it can be really, really hard to, you know, telepathically convey that to your fiance. So this is definitely a moment where like I say in episode 14, you want to have a say in your own life. This is the ring that you might be wearing for the rest of your life or, you know, the rest of your marriage every single day. It'll be down there on your left hand. So you really want to have a say in that. 
Um, and, and that's okay. You're not, you're not ruining the moment. You're not, you might not even ruin the surprise. Honestly, you can still have a surprise proposal. Even if you talk about the ring, even if you pick the ring out together, the actual proposal can still be a surprise. And if it's not a surprise, it can still be a really special, special moment. So don't worry about that at all. It's much more important that you have a ring that you actually love and that you want to wear every single day rather than, okay, you had one surprise moment, but now for the next, you know, 60 years, you have to wear this ring that you hate. So it's totally okay if you pick out the ring together. I think it's a really awesome opportunity to see what you like, um, to see what things look like. I know so many of us will save photos on Pinterest or Instagram of rings that we like, but it's so different when you go in the store and you actually put that ring on your finger and you go, oh wait, you know, maybe I'm, I'm too pale to pull off that color. Or, oh, I have really short fingers and it looks better with this style of ring or, you know, whatever it is, even rings you never thought of because you know, the Instagram algorithm didn't show you that kind of a ring. So it's really important to head into the store and actually try on rings and see what the different options are. And I think it's actually really cool if you do that with your partner. That's what my partner and I did. We both went into the store together. And for me, it was a chance to try on rings and actually see, hey, are those, you know, those styles that I've been saving on Pinterest and Instagram, are those rings I actually like? Do I like what that looks like on my finger? And, you know, I walked in with one idea and the ring we chose ended up being completely different. And I never, ever would have thought of that if I hadn't had a chance to put it on. So that's a really cool opportunity. I also really loved getting my partner's input. It was cool to hear, you know, he's not a big jewelry person. I don't think he's ever spent time really looking at rings before, but it was cool to see him, you know, choose different ones and say, oh yeah, I love that. I like that color. Oh, that, that style is really cool. That's pretty. And then to know that we both, you know, picked this ring, this ring that I'm going to wear for the rest of my life to sort of symbolize our love and our marriage. It's so cool to know that we both had input on that. Um, I really thought that was very special. And even if it meant the ring wasn't a surprise, we got to have that special moment instead of, you know, both of us collaboratively putting together our thoughts to pick out the perfect ring. And to me, that says a lot more about our relationship and the things that are important to us. Um, we much rather have that experience than have that surprise and, you know, not knowing what the ring would look like. It also saves on your ring having to get resized. If you go into a jewelry store and actually try on rings, you can get them to size you. Because I know a lot of um, a lot of recently engaged people were posting in Facebook groups saying like, oh, I was so excited. You know, I got the ring, he proposed, blah, blah, blah. But then, oh, it had to get resized. And because of, you know, the design or whatever, we had to ship it off and it's going to be six weeks or 12 weeks until it's ready. And that sucks because, you know, as, as someone who loves wearing her engagement ring, I would to have to part with this thing for even one week, let alone six weeks or 12 weeks to get it resized. So you can skip all that drama if you just head into the store, try it on, get sized, figure out exactly, you know, what you need. And then yeah, just it's something you're going to wear forever. So you should like it. You should have some say in the piece of jewelry that you're going to wear. I think it's so funny that we've decided as a society that because it needs to be this big, you know, secret and surprise that we're going to ask these these men who have no experience in rings, who don't have to wear the ring to go out and pick one all by themselves. Like, no, 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 no. Ladies and, you know, whoever else is wearing engagement rings, let's have some say, let's go in there, educate ourselves, you know, talk to the jeweler, try things on, decide what we want. And even if, you know, you don't want to do that with your partner, if that kind of gives you weird feelings, at least go in for yourself and learn. And then maybe you can, you know, send your partner some links or some photos or have your friend talk to them, whatever it is you want to do, but get educated don't expect your partner to read your mind 
and know that it can still be really, really special. For me, my partner and I had been talking about, you know, getting engaged and getting married for a long time. Um, we picked out the ring together and because we share all of our finances, I knew exactly when the ring was purchased. I even knew when he went to go pick it up once it was ready. Um, so, you know, you might think, oh, so it definitely wasn't a surprise. And maybe it wasn't, you know, I, I saw it coming. I knew, <laughs> I knew when we were about to get engaged and, you know, I knew he had the ring and all that, but it was still such an awesome experience. It was so cool to finally have that ring on my finger to see it. And it was really cool to know, you know, when he presented it to me that I already loved it, that I didn't have to have this, um, you know, this hesitation in my throat of like, oh, he's saying all these sweet things and he's down on one knee, but like, ugh, look at that ring. I have to wear that. I have to pretend to like that. Like that wasn't even part of my thinking at all. I got to be totally in that moment, just hearing all the sweet words he was saying and, you know, crying and melting and <laughs> looking in his eyes and just knowing that that was a ring I already loved. And then I got to slide it on my finger and be like, yep, a hundred percent. This is my ring the one we picked out. I'm so excited to still wear it. And, you know, it's something we both had a say in. And that really, really meant a lot to me. And if that means a lot to you, then you can have that experience. You can go to the jewelry store with your partner. You don't have to make it this big secret hush hush thing where you drop hints and you hope that that one ring you saved on Pinterest is, you know, an option, even though you've never tried it on, and you don't know how much it costs. You can totally just cut out all of that guessing and hoping and just head straight to the jewelry store, you know, make a day of it, like go out for lunch, try, you know, try out a few different rings at jewelry stores and just make it like this romantic moment. Like, you can totally do that. And it's a lot of fun. Moving on to the wedding ring. So traditionally speaking, in a hetero relationship, the woman will get an engagement ring um, during the proposal to signify that you're engaged. And that's usually a diamond ring, but as we talked about, does not have to be. And then for the wedding, usually both the man and the woman in a hetero relationship will get wedding bands or wedding rings. And those are usually simpler, um, you know, either just metal or maybe, you know, you might have, um, I don't know, some diamonds around it or whatever it is, but it's usually a simpler band. And some women wear that in addition to their engagement ring. Some women will wear just the band and they'll put the engagement ring on, you know, for special occasions, or they'll wear it on their right hand. Some women actually fuse the two rings together, the band and the engagement ring, um, to wear them both together. There are lots of options, but bottom line, do you actually need both? Um, you don't. <laughs> the truth is you don't. You might just want a wedding ring and you might just want an engagement ring. For example, my aunt and uncle, when they got engaged, they didn't have a ring and that's because she is not a jewelry person. She had no interest in wearing a diamond, a gemstone, nothing like that. She didn't want anything like that. They simply got engaged, just the two of them. And then on their wedding day, they exchanged these, you know, really simple, beautiful bands. And that's it. She just wears that. She never had an engagement ring. She never wanted one. And that's perfect because that's who they are. You know, they're outdoorsy people, really simple. They don't do a lot of jewelry. They travel a ton. So for them, it just made sense to have these simple silver bands. And then in my case, you know, I'm planning actually to just have my engagement ring. I don't really want uh, an additional band. And that's for a few reasons. The first being that I don't wear a ton of jewelry. This engagement ring is kind of the only piece of jewelry I am wearing or plan to wear. I don't usually wear anything else. I might put on earrings like twice a year, a necklace maybe once a year. <laughs> I'm not a big jewelry person. So for me, the idea of having an additional ring is um, it's just too much. I don't want it. I think it would 
be too much to remember to wear and I think it would overwhelm my finger. I also really like the engagement ring we picked out as you heard me uh, <laughs> cooing about it earlier. Uh, I think it's beautiful. I think it looks so nice by itself. And I think adding an extra band underneath it or on top of it or whatever would just be too much. I think it would be too much happening on my, you know, I kind of have shorter fingers. So I don't really think that would be a nice look. I wouldn't want to wear them on two different hands. I also think it would be difficult to find a band that would actually match because uh, the gems on my ring sort of dip down a little bit. So I would have to get a band that also dips down. Um, and I just, I kind of just think it's unnecessary. Like, especially, you know, when people do decide to fuse the rings together, like to me, that just sounds like one ring. So why not just stick with my one ring? I think it's beautiful and I really don't feel the need to have anything else. And I know some people will say, well, then aren't people always going to think you're engaged? I mean, how often is that going to happen? I don't, in my whole life, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody with a beautiful engagement ring and leaned over and been like, oh, are you just engaged? You're not married? Like that doesn't happen. Nobody says that. The people in my life who know me will obviously know that I am married. Um, you know, I will call my partner, my husband or whatever. Actually, I'll probably just keep calling him partner. Cause that's the term that I'm most comfortable with and use all the time. So I don't really think that matters. And also if anyone did ever ask like, Oh, you said husband, but you're wearing an engagement ring. I could just say, yep, we're married. <laughs> this is my ring. It's very simple question to just sort of get over. And the other good thing is that I can always get a ring in the future. Just because I don't want a wedding ring or a wedding band right now doesn't mean I might not want one, you know, 10, 20 years down the line. So let's say, you know, if we have kids, maybe my finger sizes change and I can't wear my engagement ring anymore. Maybe that's a really nice way for me to get a wedding ring for an anniversary or a birthday or Christmas or something like that. Or if I just, you know, my tastes change and I want um, a different style, a different look, I can always get a ring in the future. It's not something that I have to have on the wedding day. I think often, you know, when you talk to couples who have been married for 20, 30, 40 years, they're not using the same rings that they exchanged on the wedding day. Somebody lost one, somebody, you know, broke one or left it behind in a hotel room or, you know, it stopped fitting and they had to get a new one. So it's really not a thing that you need to put all this pressure on yourself to, you know, the, the bands that you exchange on your wedding day have to be the bands that you wear for 60 years. Definitely not. You can add a new band anytime, change up your style. And I think that's a reason to actually buy an affordable wedding band. There are so many great options if you look on Etsy or Amazon, or I'm sure lots of small local businesses near you. Almost everyone makes really simple metal bands, even if you do want one that's a little bit more decorative, if you want tiny diamonds or other gemstones or I don't know, I'm sure you can go wild with different design ideas, but lots of people sell affordable wedding bands. I'm talking like $50 for a band that is good quality, that's going to last a long time. Um, and even if it doesn't, that's okay, because you will probably lose it before, <laughs> before it breaks on you. There's also silicone bands. I know there's a company called Enso, and I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones that are even more affordable. They're like $20. And because they're silicone, they're definitely not going to break. These are really great options if you work in a job where you have to use your hands a lot and you can't have you know, a metal ring on your fingers. Definitely look into alternatives like silicone rings. But bottom line on wedding rings is that they are not mandatory. You definitely don't have to have them. And if you are planning to do an engagement ring, you can do just an engagement ring. You don't also have to have a wedding band or vice versa. You might decide you just want a wedding band and you don't want an engagement ring and that is fine. And you can do all of that on a budget and you can also change your mind. Anytime in the future, you can say, hey, I do want a wedding band. Let's go get one. Or hey, you know what? I don't love this wedding band. I'm gonna go back to wearing nothing or wearing my engagement ring or whatever it is you want. As is the message with all of my podcasts, you do you, whatever, you know, whatever works for you. There are no rules to weddings. 
If you want a ring, go for it. If you don't, then totally skip it. So I want to chat about men's rings quickly. I am obviously not the expert and probably not the expert on women's rings either or anything really, <laughs> if you think about it. But just quickly, I want to touch on men's rings. Um, my partner is planning to get a ring probably off of Amazon or Etsy. We were looking at tungsten, which is a really strong, uh, durable metal. It's also really affordable. You can definitely get rings for that, you know, 40, 50, 60 dollar price mark. I have heard that tungsten rings are, you know, so strong they don't break and that some people are worried about that. I guess for certain jobs, if, if something were to happen, they kind of have to like cut off your finger instead of cutting off the ring. I don't know how true that is. So maybe do a bit more research on tungsten if you're heading down that route. Um, we might also get a silicone ring because my partner does work at a hospital. So it might be handy for him to have a ring that's better for sort of wear and tear um, at his job. But there are lots of lots of options online, like I was saying. Um, and I think it's really important for men. I know most guys don't wear a lot of jewelry, especially not rings. So I think it's kind of cool that they have a chance to figure out their style and try things on and look at different options. So whether that's, you know, just browsing online shops or actually going to a jewelry store and trying on different things. I think that's really cool because a lot of guys, um, you know, haven't had that experience before. Even a lot of women, you know, we haven't had that experience before. So it's so valuable to actually go into a shop or just even taking some time to look online to see, you know, what do you actually like? What do you think would look good? Um, and especially if you're buying, you know, a more affordable ring or one with a great return policy, you can actually order it, try it on, say like, oh, you know what, maybe we want something a bit thicker, a bit thinner, a bit more color, whatever it is that you want. Um, also, you want to think about the practicality. Is this a ring that your partner is planning to wear every single day or you're planning to wear every single day? Is it something that you can wear at work, depending on what your job is? You know, if you're using your hands a lot or if you're in an environment, um, you know, like a factory or you're doing surgery or something like that, where you're not able to wear rings, what's going to be a good option for you? And um, just, just look online because honestly, there are so many different options. I didn't even know the silicone rings were a thing until, you know, we started started to go down this journey of, of looking for rings. So odds are there's someone who's been in your shoes, who has gotten married and who has found a way to get a ring that works for them. Um, so there will be an option out there for you if you're looking for a ring. And for me personally, um, I didn't really care if the rings matched. I, as I mentioned, my engagement ring that I'm just going to use as my wedding ring as well is rose gold with pink sapphire gem. And I'm not holding my partner to get a rose gold ring. I don't care if he gets silver ring, black ring, brown ring, wood ring, purple ring, whatever color he wants, I'm totally fine with. I think it'll be very obvious that we're together. Um, I don't think anyone's going to see our two rings and be like, oh, but she's got rose gold and he's got, you know, gunmetal gray. Obviously, they're not a couple. <laughs> not important to me. I think the only time our two rings will really be together will be, you know, that cheesy shot you see at weddings when the couple have their hands, you know, crossed in the two rings. And even then, I've seen tons of wedding photos of couples who have completely different rings, and it's totally fine. They look great together. And I will honestly skip that shot anyways at my wedding. So it really doesn't matter to me. I will leave you with a few more thoughts of more out of the box ring ideas. Cause I know I've talked a lot about how an engagement ring doesn't have to be a diamond and a wedding band doesn't have to exist at all. But even if it does, you can do it on a budget, but there are other ideas out there. 
So first one is no rings. Rings in themselves are not mandatory. You don't have to have an engagement ring. You don't have to have wedding rings or wedding bands. If you're not wanting to wear them, if that's just not your thing, if you and your partner are not jewelry people, you guys, you know, or sorry, you two don't wear jewelry, you don't want to, you work jobs that don't let you, whatever it is, that's totally fine. Just let your officiant know, hey, we're not exchanging rings. That's not a mandatory part of the wedding ceremony or of being married at all. You can be married and not wear rings. You can wear rings and not be married. <laughs> There's no problem with that. Another cool alternative is to do tattoo rings. Uh, a girl I used to work with at work, her and her partner had their wedding date tattooed onto their ring fingers instead of getting rings. I thought that was super cool. And if that's, you know, the kind of couple you are, if you two are into tattoos or just doing things a little outside the box, that's a really cool way to do it. You can use family heirloom rings. So maybe your parents or grandparents or your partner's parents or grandparents have a ring that they've been passing down. Or if not a ring, maybe they have a gemstone or a setting or whatever it is. You could definitely use something like that. That's a great way to not only save money, but also to make your wedding and your ring exchange a little bit more personal because now you've got all this family history, you know, as, as part of the day, which is super cool. And you get to sort of pass that down, maybe pass it down to your own kids one day. Another option is to do a custom design. Uh, usually this is a little bit more of an expensive option. So if you're wanting to put some money and time into this, you can absolutely work with a jeweler and have a ring totally custom designed, make it your own. And while I said it usually is more expensive, it doesn't have to be. Um, a girlfriend of mine recently got an engagement ring designed and she did not spend a ton of money on it. And it just was using you know materials that aren't as expensive opting for that non-diamond gemstone is a really big one here. You know, maybe smaller stones, maybe more metal work, working with somebody local so you don't have to pay, you know, shipping and things like that. All definitely contribute to the cost. So if that's something you want to do, um, that's a really cool way to also make your ring more personal. And I've also seen, you know, there's some um, businesses that allow you to come in and make your own wedding bands and you actually get to like, you know, pour the metal into the mold and shape them and all the other things that go into making a ring. I have no idea, which is super cool. Like what a, what a great date activity to be able to go into a shop and actually make your own wedding bands and know that when you exchange them, like, Hey, I actually, you know, I made this for you. I didn't just pick it out of a catalog or, you know, add it to my cart on Amazon or whatever. So that's a super cool thing to do. You can also just exchange any other uh, jewelry or, or anything really to represent your love. So if you're not into rings, maybe you're necklace people or earring people or bracelet people, or Hey, maybe you're saying, um, you know, to quote Carrie on Sex and the City, don't get me a ring, just get me a really big closet. So whatever it is, you know, you want to exchange just love notes or flowers or watches or I don't know, vacations, <laughs> cars, whatever you want to do. The ring part of the um, of the wedding is not mandatory. And just because, you know, it is a symbol and it's something our society has sort of made a big part of the wedding. But I think one of the things that I'm trying to do with this podcast is just to get you to question all of those different traditions and conventions and think outside the box if that doesn't work for you. So if you don't want to do rings or you don't want to do rings the traditional way, that is so cool. Just do what represents you and your partner, what you value and not what everyone else is doing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the unconventional wedding planning podcast i really appreciate it and i hope you got some great ideas about rings if you really want to make my day you can leave me a rating and review subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and remember diamonds are not mandatory
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.